Hello, fellow patriots. This is Apollo here. This is part two of the Mesa 3 report hearing this morning. If you are on Audio Edition, I recommend that you go over to Rumble or conservative-daily.com and check out the video uh, versions of this for the best experience. You'll get a lot more out of it. But if not, thank you for listening. God bless you all. God bless America. Here we go with part two. So apparently waiting to see if, if this will remedy it, and then the video will, will speak for itself on whether or not it was fixed. So you can see the entire operation, adjudication operation has stopped. Um, I, I let it play fast, trying to be respectful of everyone's time here. Uh, this does, this, this is down for about 17 minutes. What I fast forwarded through, but I can go back in detail on was her stopping the adjudication session and starting a new session. You have to have, you can't be adjudicating while you do that. So she had everybody leave. She told the tabulator to stop tabulating so that right now the system is loading in that new session. So it was apparent from watching the video that the problem persists. The uh, Dominion support advised that had they been contacted, they likely would have coached her through that middle option, which is called reject and delete to have those things come through. Um, the report claims that, uh, that Ms. Brown was sure that she contacted Dominion support on October 21st at 4 p.m. Uh, despite that claim, we have confirmed from the video, which shows that she did not get on the phone and confirmed from the phone logs that there was no contact with Dominion support uh, that afternoon. In fact, there was, I believe, no contact with Dominion support for the remainder of the of this election. Uh, but it's clear that the problem persisted afterwards, and it's clear that she went over, and at the time that she is over at doing that, it confirms that that is where the stop adjudication was clicked, and you can see if you scroll in on the screen, the refreshing and the sort of rebooting of that system. So I just know here, I'm happy to go back to the screen in detail. While these computers are down, she retrieves a, another computer from the storage closet back here and swaps out this adjudication client. Dominion support has seen this video. It's not unheard of to change a computer in the middle of an election. It is atypical. It's not something that's normally done. It is strongly advised against to ever stop and start adjudication in the middle of an election. Um, there could be a valid reason to do that. If you set the election up improperly, and when you're setting those filters, that tells the computer, hey, look for an overvote, look for an undervote, look for a blank contest. If you tell the computer to look for a blank contest, you're going to get a lot of ballots back because a lot of people mm -hmm. simply don't vote on, on many contests. Um, if you set that setting up on the first session to kick, kick out a blank contest for adjudication, you're going to get a lot of work. The only way to change that is to stop adjudication start a new session and reset all those filters and pull back in all of your scanned batches. So there's a valid reason. There's a reason why the program lets you do it, but unless you're trying to reset filters, it's reserved. You stop adjudication at the end of the election. 
So in summary on this election, the video evidence, firsthand investigation using a test election environment that investigators Drury went and sort of recreated exactly what he believed he was watching her do to see if it would produce the log that the log shows, and it did. And it confirms through that video evidence, the firsthand test environment, the user logs that Sandra Brown stopped the adjudication session and started a new one. And you can see it all reloading after that. Uh, so just as report three observes, that occurred with the stopping of the session and the uh, it's in the file structure, just as report three observes. Um, okay, I'm going to move to the 2021 Grand Junction Municipal Election, unless any of you have questions about this. The purpose of our investigation was, again, that the report says this could not have happened by a user. This had to have occurred either by algorithm or somebody remoting in. We have now confirmed that it occurred by a user, specifically Sandra Brown. Uh, 2021 Grand Junction Municipal Election, the claims of Dominion internally creating the database were on March 30th of 2021. Uh, that was about a week into their process for the April uh, municipal election. The specific claim, county election clerks report no unusual activity or errors encountered at any time during the election counting process uh, for the 2021 municipal election. Uh, so during the election, this election, they are actually using fewer people, in part because it's a smaller election, it being a municipal election, but I think there may have been some other budget issues about bringing in outsiders or whatever, but they were using a lot of their own people and not as many temp workers. Uh, investigators Chewy spoke to all of them, ex again, except Brown. Again, none of them, not a single one of them was interviewed by the report writers or anyone else and had never heard of the report writers. Um, election specialist Seely was in training. She was in training to, uh, there were several hours that Miss Brown had left the room and Miss Seely was responsible to be the administrator. I believe she was being trained to be the network at, or the, the elections administrator at the time. And during the elections, um, the monitors were facing much more directly. The actual computer monitors were facing much more directly at the cameras. So you can see in this election much more what's going on on the monitors. Uh, so I want to describe or have Investigator Strui describe the buckets on the screen. We mentioned uh, in, the, in that PowerPoint slide that there are three parts. There's the review, which is where things are sent to it because the computer could automatically adjudicate everything. That's one bucket on the screen. There's in progress, which is the we're waiting for humans to look at it on the screen. And then there's the submitted, which is uh, everything's been reviewed and ready to go or been in progress and done and kicked back to review. And then a network administrator um, or elections administrator clicks it over to submitted. And that's where it then goes to the part where it actually counts votes. So investigator, if you could just explain the screens that we're looking at. I can, this is a good time to just draw your attention to this screen. This is an adjudication session. And this is uh, a good example of how you can tell when it's working and they're seeing ballot images. Obviously this isn't crystal clear, but these, these moving ballot images, that's them moving a ballot image, clicking around and adjudicating exactly as they're supposed to be doing. It's distinctly different from when this screen is idle and uh, just sits there blank. I believe this will show them kind of finish. They've apparently adjudicated all that's ready to be adjudicated and they need more ballots to be tabulated. So we're seeing what they're seeing. This is set up. Uh, for someone to observe here. 
And so now it's distinctly different. They're checking a batches screen, they're taking a break, and you can see there's no activity. And they, in fact, take a break until tabulation. So now we have tabulation occurring back here. This election uh, team has gone over to duplication. So if tabulating is going accordingly, the computer should have batches of ballots that need to be adjudicated. And we can see they're back at adjudication because now more batches have been tabulated. And we can see the screen flashing these ballot images This is the EMS client. Again, we, we have a pretty good view of that screen in this footage. Celie is gonna come over. So she's accessing the batches, the administrator batches screen. Keep in mind, this is flipped. So if anybody's familiar with this screen, what you're seeing is mirrored. Um, so this is in progress. This is submitted. This mouse is set up opposite of mine. So I apologize if I'm making anybody nauseous. This is submitted and in review, this screen is uh, cut into thirds. So when she switches to the screen, it's gonna take the computer just a moment and you're gonna see in progress batches that are being adjudicated, leave in progress and go to review. that indicates everything is going the way it should be. She's now gonna select batches in review, drag them down into submitted. So mechanically, that's what that process looks like in person. In the user logs, it's also very clear. It, the computer doesn't do that, can't do that itself. An administrator does that. So at approximately 2.49 p.m. on March 30th of 2021, Ms. Seeley appears to highlight a batch or batches in the review column, but walks away before dragging the selected batch or batches to review. In, re in review, she selects it and walks away. You know, it's such a quick motion, it's hard to tell exactly if she tried or not, um, but she previously was grabbing them and dragging them down into submitted. Several minutes later, the adjudication screens are not displaying ballot images, even though batches containing ballot images needing adjudication continue to populate in the in-progress column. So stuff keeps going into that in-progress column, but nothing is appearing, similar to last time, over at the adjudication computers for the adjudication judges to do anything about it. Uh, as we mentioned before, there are essentially three options to, uh, to start this, the very basic one, the middle one, and what I uh, referred to as the nuclear one, which was the stop adjudication. Uh, so a short time later, 
Miss Seeley directs election manager Brown to the EMS client computer and appears Miss Brown does the troubleshooting shooting procedure called the reset in progress batches. Again, the very basic version. It's the same troubleshooting procedure she initially tried during the apparent problems in October of 21. And investigator Stewart can walk you through exactly what she's doing here. So we saw Tiffany come in with Sandra. We see this blank screen and they're idle. Sandra checks a couple. She's going to load up an adjudication screen on this other computer right here. It's mirroring this. And now she's in the batches screen on the EMS client. And when she highlights, again, these are in progress batches. The only thing you can do is highlight them, right click and say reset in progress batches. So it's very clear that's what she's doing at that time. It makes sense. She's looking back at this adjudication screen to see if that's fixing the apparent problem. It's not fixing it. And Sandra will pull up a chair here. I'll note this screen is, is the RTR screen. It has distinct coloring. Those would be batches that are in progress. In progress batches in RTR are highlighted in red. Let's you know very clearly, hey, these are still being processed. This is where you would go if you were going to do the reject and delete. So if you went to that next level step, you would be in this screen, and that's where you would accomplish that. The user logs are very clear that she did not do that at this time. So you can see that she went to that log. She does not do the reject and delete. That is likely what Dominion would have recommended to do. Again, it's the middle option. And she goes there uh, and... Um, for, for whatever reason, we don't know, opt not to do that. At this point, the surveillance um, does not detect any motion. This is a motion-sensitive um, surveillance screen. I'll make one note before that. And, and so while she's troubleshooting this, we can still see that we have submitted batches. This is an in-progress session, adjudication session. The only way to have and in pro submitted batches is, is to have an in-progress session. We've been watching them drag and the, and the user log show we're dragging review batches to submitted. So this is still the old session. So what we know is that Ms. Brown was sitting at this computer for two minutes and 34 seconds, completely still other than possibly some maybe clicking a mouse uh, and the video surveillance briefly turns off. When it turns back on, it is evident from the screen that she has just stopped the adjudication and started a new adjudication because you, you can see it populating and you can see in the log that that is what just occurred. We know nothing else could have happened because she did not move at all or the screen or the surveillance would have turned back on. When the new adjudication loads, the submitted batches column is empty and the batches for review and in progress are seen populating, which is indicative of the new adjudication session that she just created. Investigators, Drew will walk you through that. So that's what we just saw here. I'll have you note the time as 3.02. Again, we lose two minutes and 34 seconds. Apparently nobody walks in or out of this room. 
there's plenty of other times in this footage where the same thing happens. It, it skips briefly because it doesn't detect footage. This is on the longer side. Normally there's a little bit more motion. There are also instances of, of longer periods of time where it was apparently motionless, but um, you're going to see this is the last available footage and then it skips right to about two minutes and 34 seconds later. And we have an adjudication batches screen that looks completely different than it did two minutes ago. Submitted is empty, review is empty, in progress is empty. This in and of itself is not the smoking gun because the computer will, when it's loading an adjudication session, I have seen kind of a blank adjudication batches screen while it pulls up that session. What is very clear is, I believe the camera will skip again, but you'll see the computer as it's loading the new session she just created. So this is also distinctly different. I'll let it play in a moment, but our submitted batches are gone. It can't be the old session. So the computer's sorting the batches that are available, the previously tabulated batches into in progress and in review. So this appears to allow them to proceed with adjudicating ballots. About 11 minutes later, Brandy Vance, uh, who is uh, Miss Brown's supervisor enters the room. They have a conversation, and that leads to repeated attempts to contact Dominion support. Uh, based upon the phone logs, it appears that Dominion support, there was a message left, and then that phone number calls back. And ultimately, uh, Miss Brown has a conversation with the person at the phone number that they left that message. Uh, Dominion. This, this uh, starting the new adjudication does not appear to have fixed the problem and Dominion support walked them through that middle option, the reject and delete, and that ultimately allows them to proceed with adjudicating ballots and proceeding through the process. Although they do have some more continued problems throughout this day, uh, before we get there, you can see the reaction when they sort of temporarily fix the problem. Right. So what he said is he, she gets on the phone, uh, leaves a voicemail apparently, and the support tech calls her back, walks her through. I won't play all that footage. Uh, walks her through a reject and delete that's confirmed by the user logs. And then there's success achieved after that. Apparently some additional problematic batches also needed to be rejected and deleted, but you can see that the Dominion support given solved at least enabled them to work through the problem and then ultimately complete the election. This video splits into another footage. I just want to make sure I'm on the right one. I got to read in for one of our sponsors. So I'm really excited to, to have found this bank, uh, Axos Bank. They opened on Independence Day uh, in 2000. They're not crumbling brick and mortar. They're a fully digital bank built on the bedrock of American traditions. Take a look at the rewards checking account where you can earn their highest interest rate. It's a, it's a big one. Listeners can get $150 bonus when you open, um, open, open up an, an account by July 31st. Big rewards from banks that believe that the freedom to do business without compromise or values. Amazing, right? 
So go to axosbank.com slash daily for full details. That's axos.com slash daily for all the cash bonus. All you need is $1,500 direct deposit in the first three months of opening your reward checking account. Axos Bank is federally insured, member FDIC, and they're for us, all of us. Axosbank.com slash daily. Go check them out. So here we're going to see because they've been troubleshooting this afternoon. Now they have two employees, Daniel and Daedra adjudicating. And if, you know, if, if the process is working, we should see batches moving from in progress to review. So hopefully by now I don't need to explain that as much, but we that's what we saw from in progress to review. We get a nice reaction from the crowd. Sandra's submitting those batches to submitted. So after doing the middle troubleshooting procedure, we now have a tool to use to, to fix this problem. And I should say it's not unusual for batches when they get sent over to have to get rejected and deleted and sort of get sent over clean and refreshed. Um, ultimately they were able to finish out this work session. They, there was some reject and deletes that occurred the next day and several days later, uh, but they were able to adjudicate all of the ballots. We did pull, uh, the images of the ballots. When those ballots are adjudicated, they, there is something printed on the side of the ballot that indicates that they were adjudicated. All of the ballots were ultimately adjudicated sometimes more than once. Um, and that means that a, a set of election judges looked at it again to verify voter intent again, and they were sent back through, but all of them were adjudicated. All of them were ultimately counted. We verified only counted once, uh, even if they were adjudicated twice. Uh, and out of a random sampling, it did not appear to affect the election at all, whether it was in the first log or the first session or the second session, the computer had memory of all of them and sent them all through the process. Uh, so what ultimately the conclusion of the report that these things were not created by user error or, or, or human intervention, we were able to verify in both situations, it was Sandra Brown that did it. Uh, the question has been asked of me, do I believe that Sandra Brown deleted any voter uh, records that meet the definition of voter records? We are unsure, but at this point have no evidence that she did. We also have absolutely no evidence that anything that she did was with ill intent and she appeared to be troubleshooting. So there's nothing that would be criminal about what she did. Uh, probably would have been better had she called Dominion support in the first election instead of going to the nuclear option and calling Dominion support before the nuclear option in the second session. But it is very evident that what the user logs show occurred because Sandra Brown did it, and we find no evidence that it affected the election at all. Uh, so I guess uh, that, that is where we conclude our presentation to you. I am closing out this investigation as there is no evidence of any criminal activity. We do not even have probable cause of criminal activity. And we not only can show that what, uh, what, a, what the report attributes the user logs having that to is not what happened. We can prove what actually did happen as it was human error. I'm open to questions. Do you guys have any questions? I have one. There's been some conversation speaking of deleted 
records, logs, files, whatever, that there's been 29,000 of them were deleted. Can you speak to that? Yeah, we have not opened an investigation into that because the files that were deleted were not election records. Colorado's definition of election <laughs> records is very specific. Um, it's probably easiest to think of this like a, a Microsoft Word program and a Microsoft Word document. If you update your program from Microsoft Word 2020 to Microsoft Word 2021, there might be a file, for example, fonts. There might be a thousand files of fonts in the fonts file. And if you upgrade the software and it deletes that and creates a new fonts software, uh, which has 1,100 or 1,200, it might delete the thousand files and reinstall the new files that are appropriate for that program. That is a program question. If you created a letter, for example, you wrote a letter to your DA saying, you know, here, here's what I want you to do. That's a file. That might be what would be akin to an election record. Not, no election records were deleted, only files that are associated with the program. I into that. I did not create the definition of election records. It is very specific for Colorado. I have no information or evidence that anybody deleted anything that meets the definition. I'm not saying that they shouldn't change the definition of election records to include logs or other uh, computer type information, but that's not currently part of anything that is required to be maintained. Thank you. Any questions? So just to uh, repeat at the beginning, this is based, your investigation here and what we've heard in some detail today is based on the allegations made in report number three. This does not address the criminal charges that have been filed or so on on the allegations on the other matter. Now, you made that clear in the beginning, but if you would just repeat that for the record, I'd appreciate it. Yes, sir. The allegations that related to the grand jury indictment occurred for dates of violation occurring in April and May of 2021. This report deals with things that occurred in October of 2020 and March of 2021 and is completely independent of anything related to that grand jury investigation. The reason I ask the question is because some, some people take this report as a vindication of the charges and so on that Tina Peters mattered there. They're unrelated based on this statement. That's correct. Thank you. Um, just a couple questions and some of these coming from online. I just wanna make sure you guys have an opportunity to address them. Um, there is a reject and delete option for adjudication, um, but apparently that's not in the Dominion manual. Um, and Nate, you guys probably haven't actually gone through the manual itself, but uh, any comments on that or? I did not go through the manual um, entirely. I do know that the refresh in progress batches is in the manual. In speaking with the Dominion support staff, none of them ever indicated to me that they would um, necessarily have expected someone to do a reject and delete on their own, that seems like something that Dominion support staff should be contacted for sure. so they can troubleshoot and make sure that that is actually what you wanna do uh, and, and there's not another issue going on. So it may not be in the manual. Uh, it's certainly a technique that Dominion support wants to vet before they would walk somebody through that. Yeah. Understand these, these computers aren't connected to the internet. It's not like, oh, you see it's this not like guy? the modern age guy? where you can Number have IT remote in he do the and wee see exactly wee what you're looking at. Because he have they to have to rely on the elections officials over the phone telling them this is what I'm seeing, this is the problem, and this is how it's manifesting itself. 
and they have to uh, work through that problem without seeing what's going on on the computer themselves. Okay. And then just one more question. Um, and I understand the scope of your guys' investigation. You, didn't, you, you weren't diving deep into this entire report, but rather looking at the ones that um, actually claim fraud. So I think that explains the two sets of books um, that, that was claimed on there. Um, one of the other um, claims was that there was um, an unauthorized software, SSMS, that was loaded on. Did you guys look into that at all um, as a claim of fraud? Or do you have, can you speak to that? Or No, I didn't look into that. Okay, that's fine. Do you guys have any further questions this morning? I do not. I just would like to clarify too that so whether or not option two is in the Dominion manual or not, or they should have called or not, that's really irrelevant to your investigation of, of the report's claims that it wasn't human caused, and yet we're seeing on the video and by the code that in fact it was. That's the heart of the issue, right? Not whether or not it was in Dominion's manual. That's correct. The, re the report claims that there was some independent cause other than human intervention that caused the stop adjudication and starting a new adjudication session. Uh, beyond that, what appears to be from this is that the, uh, the um, delete and reject and delete. reject and delete, thank you, the reject and delete uh, effort that they were told to do actually worked to allow them to complete the election. Thank you. I guess since it came up, I'd make one more note. You know, I did run into plenty of evidence that these computers are not connected to the internet. One of the basic things is that they're time drifts. So when they're set up at a trusted build, their time is set. And then that computer is left to keep its own time. And so without regular intervals of syncing with known time, like all of our cell phones do or our computers do connected to the internet, these computers drift. So their time in these user logs is off from the known actual time in the video that took a substantial amount of my time to find that offset mm -hmm. and figure out what correlates in the video with what's going on in the computer. That's actually noted. Also, there, there was no update on these computers, a Windows update that was noted in an earlier report from Jeffrey O'Donnell, uh, what I kind of call a rough draft of report number three. It was published on October 10th. And he noted in that report, excuse me, you know, these, these computers are vulnerable because they haven't received a Windows update. And he gave the date of when that last Windows update was. In fact, that's when that computer image was built in Denver in the golden image to be programmed onto these, you know, voting equipment statewide. So yes, that computer had not received any Windows updates because it has no way to do that. Uh, that was noted in the first report, which did not make it to report number three. Thank you. Great. And I think earlier the, the nature of my questions was to show the scope of your guys' investigation was to solely look at the um, claim that there was two sets of books that were created, which would be essentially fraud, but would rather um, the first option that it was uh, human error or human intervention. So um, with uh, no further um, comments from the board, I want to thank you guys for coming and being so exhausted in your investigation. And, and you I'm going to adjourn suck. this meeting today. Thank you for coming today. Uh, Mr. Producer, I'd like to read the ad for the other partner as well, if I can. Is that okay? So we have another uh, sponsor who's been pretty awesome, and that's IPVanish. If you're tired of feeling like somebody's always watching on the internet, maybe advertisers know a little too much about you. 
you're concerned about the privacy of your identity using incognito mode, won't always solve the problem either. IPVanish VPN is here to protect your right to privacy and help you stay anonymous online. When you use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even your Fire Stick, your, your, all your data is encrypted, and that means your private details, passwords, communication, browser history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location is hidden. This makes you virtually invisible online. IPVanish is offering a 70% off yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know what's on. Go to IPVanish.com daily and use promo code daily to claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com daily. Slash daily is important to save 70%. Oh, that was exciting. <laughs> I laughed. I cried. Um, we, uh, we have a lot to discuss. Holly had to run to the ladies, so she'll be back in just a second. Mr. Producer, do we have report author Jeffrey O'Donnell? Not yet. Not yet. Okay, so we'll have him in a second. Do we still have Sean? Can we pull Sean back in? Or did we lose? There he is. Hey, Mr. Smith. What is... what? <laughs> that was fun. That was a that was a, that was a fun roller coaster of emotion. Uh, initial reactions, and I know a lot of your reactions are in the Chiron. But <laughs> initial reactions to what we saw during during that hearing. They explained away two sets of books. <laughs> oh. I, I don't even know, I don't even know where to begin with that. First of all, can we just talk about the commissioners? It was it was like it was like the what's the movie the clumps where they're all applauding at the thanksgiving table because someone farted it, i'm just stunned by them praising this as a comprehensive investigation did you did you look into the unauthorized software nope no we did didn't. you look into the delete election records nope no we well didn't good job either. on the comprehensive investigation did you have any outside cyber expertise no no well, we dominion don't. did you read the <laughs> manual dominion did you actually read the manuals for the Not system? Not the whole manual. Uh -uh. No, I didn't nope. read the whole manual. <laughs> they did a, another procedure called uh, reject and delete. That's not an actual procedure in the manual. Yeah, but that's what Dominion told us. Yeah. That's literally, Dominion told us. I mean, so they I, might have, they should have just titled the entire findings and conclusions. This is what Dominion told us. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. And I think, you know, I was wondering, um, Mr. Producer, I don't know why I'm not on the screen. Maybe you just like Sean better. Oh, okay. He's, he says it's coming. Okay. Um, so I was kind of wondering before we headed into this, and we were going to talk about it, but because of our sound test at the beginning, we didn't have as much time in advance. Um, you know, kind of wondering, did they set out to debunk the Mesa 3 report or to find the truth? What was the objective here? And I think it became pretty clear uh, by, by the end of this hearing that the purpose was to explain away the damning evidence that is in the Mesa 3 report. It's also interesting at the end, um, you know, during you could see at one point in the Chiron, Jeff O'Donnell weighed in. Jeff O'Donnell, obviously the report author, and we'll have him here shortly. Uh, he weighed in on how this occurrence, based on his analysis of what the back end of the machine said, remember, he wasn't looking at the video, as uh, that seems to be where, 
where where investigator Struy spent all of his time was looking at what was happening on the front of the machines and asking Dominion what was happening in the back end. Jeff O'Donnell and Walter Doherty were actually looking in the back end of the machines, and he was saying that this uh, these events on the November 3rd, 2020 election, these events happened an hour and a half, and we'll confirm this with him when he comes on, happened an hour and a half uh, the, after what he was describing in the report. So it's like, well, if they're matching time stamps, how can that happen? And then you hear Investigator Struy at the end say, well, there's time drifts. The time, time happens slower in the election room than it happens in the rest of the world. Uh, and so that's, that's the answer. Um, so yeah, that's 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 what we uh, that that's what we ended up with. I I mean, there's there's so much for us to break down. Holly's now back with us. Uh, Holly, what was your what was your reaction to what we just watched? Well, if anybody was watching the the live or the live chat, it turns out um, predicted it early. It's it you know the more they started mentioning Sandy Brown. And the more you knew that Sandy was going to be the one to take the fall for this. Yeah. And, you know, the fact I think it was absolutely stunning that it, it, the ridiculousness of this whole investigation in terms of the fact. OK, so I've been an election judge. I, I know what happens in these rooms. I have seen these processes, not necessarily as a part of my job as an election judge, because I worked with the poll books, but I did um, act as a poll watcher, and I did see a lot of these processes. So essentially what Struy came through and explained was everything that was supposed to be happening um, in from a process perspective of how uh, an election um, room runs. But as Ash mentioned earlier, th that's like – you know, as Sean said many times, that's like watching your credit card thinking that you're going to be able to catch somebody draining your bank account through um, identity fraud. It just doesn't happen. Right. And so a lot of, you know, what we saw was, you know, basically um, Struy, you know, doing his song and dance showing that he knows how uh, an election judge gets trained, you well, know, for never, these types of of events. Never in my wildest dreams did I think that these two lawyers were going to go technical and try to explain what, te I mean, we had hypothesized what they were going to say, and we thought we were going to get a lot of legal um, reasons. And they, they actually tried to explain the technology. Now, we didn't have our sound on during the hearing, but it w there was... I mean, there were some pretty explosive moments of those of us watching here, and certainly in the Rumble chat, uh, you know, folks, uh, a bunch of people saying, well, I don't understand what this has to do with Mesa 3, and, uh, you know, I hope when we get Jeff, Jeff O'Donnell on here soon, um, you know, he'll be able to, he'll, he'll be able to, to shed some light on that, the you know, I, and Sean, I want you to know that if I'm ever late to a call again, we're going to call that a time drift. So um, I'm no, I'm, 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 if, if the government doesn't have to be held accountable to the reality of our current, current time construct, neither do I. Yeah, and, it, you know, just to um, highlight one other thing in the, that, in the chat, um, we, we saw a lot of interesting comments. Um, and, and Go ahead and bring them in, Apollo. Some, some repeating that I thought were fascinating where 
the the questions were: Is this meant to bore us to death? Is this meant to confuse and bore us so that we kind of think, okay, they did their job? Well, they didn't do their job. And I think one of the things that we, the audience, would like us to do is to start summarizing the top ten lies. You know, the top ten misrepresentations, so that people can actually wrap their head around that stew of whatever they were trying to convince us of in that uh, as part of their investigation. So I want to welcome uh, Mesa 3 Report co-author, author, the lone raccoon, Mr. Jeffrey O'Donnell, to the podcast. Welcome, Mr. O'Donnell. We're so glad that you're here. We've all kind of gone through our reactions to what we just watched. What's your reaction? First, thank you for, uh, for having me on here. Um, there's so much uh, <laughs> to say here. Uh, I have to admit, I, I, I did not expect them to try to be as technical as they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that it just goes, you know, I think that the song Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I guess that's what we're uh, hearing here as far as that, that computer. Uh, as far as the nuts and bolts of my report, they did not address to me uh, anything that uh, that changes anything substantive uh, or, or, or anything really. And the reason I say that is uh, there's so I'm trying, I'm trying to, to, to pick my, my words carefully here. Uh, I don't like to swear on podcasts. Uh, <laughs> uh, it looked what that video, the videos that they showed minus of course the missing uh, two minutes whatever. Uh, that was astounding. Time. We're missing well, two second. minutes and 34 seconds from the video, but it's no big deal, everyone. It's totally fine. I that was, that to, was amazing. We need to check the Nixon Presidential Library to see if that missing two minutes and 43 seconds is there, because right. it might be. Um, sorry, those of you who are young, uh, Google it or, or whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, it looked to me like I saw some clerks fighting very hard to f- figure out what the heck had happened to their system, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which is, uh, I, I sort of referenced that in, uh, in my report. Uh, it's interesting that during the, uh, during the, the video, the, the surveillance video of the first uh, event in, in November, uh, sorry, in October, they weren't showing the timestamps on the video. Um, and so it's impossible to correlate. Um, while I was waiting to get on here, I went to the user logs in the database for both the 21st of October and the 30th of March, the dates in question. And in that, there's a, there's a user log in the, uh, in the main database that the Basically, it, it logs every command that's done, whether it's internal or external, uh, in the system. And I searched for the words delete, and I searched for the words reject, and neither of them appear. So I don't know what more clearly I can say about them, you know, the, the, the claim that uh, uh, there was some sort of a delete and reject command. Uh, it's... Uh, it, it, it's it's astounding and it's disappointing. Um, I, I I I figured there was at least a one in a million chance 
that maybe something had struck them as wanting to do the right thing and, and, and maybe do a, a, a serious uh, look at this. And, uh, uh, well, that, that one in a million didn't pan out, unfortunately. Yeah, but I mean, still- I, I think it was definitely one in a million, right? I don't, I don't know that any of us on this call actually expected that the DA who couldn't be bothered to... Uh, to investigate earlier crimes of um, malfeasance uh, from Tina Peters' predecessor, but then went all in on investigating Tina Peters. The second Jenna Griswold asked him to, um, I don't think anybody expected a different outcome. I certainly didn't. Sean, go ahead. How about, yeah, how about Rubenstein's statement that there were no criminal allegations in the first two reports? It's blatantly false. You can read them for yourself. They make very clear there were election records deleted. That's a violation of Colorado and federal statute. They make very clear these systems were certified improperly. They don't meet the voting system standards. That's a violation of Colorado statute. It's a lie. Rubenstein just lied in a public forum about the lack of criminal evidence and allegation in the first two reports, and nobody said a word to him. The, the commissioners literally just sat there and nodded. It was shocking. That, and then the number of technical inaccuracies that rolled out of those two's mouths. I, I mean, it's not possible to, off, to update the system if it's not connected. That's a lie. It's, the program's literally called Offline Update. Microsoft <laughs> the procedures. If you Google it right now, you will find it on Microsoft. It's a complete false it's idiocy somebody who would say something like that knows so little about what they're talking about somebody should run up and jam a cork into their mouth to save them from themselves and yet they sat there and said it and the commissioners commissioners all went yeah well yeah, it, it was like they were me, their favorite concert it appeared it to just, me as as though the uh stewie 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 uh what a name um, that he was repeating what Dominion IT had told him. I yep. mean, there's several times. I think one of their conclusions at the end was, "You uh, you should have called Dominion support sooner, and that would have you know not used not used the nuclear option." Totally glossing over the fact that the same issue happened in two elections, but both times it was human error, and and Sandy Brown is getting tossed under the bus. The fact that there's a nuclear option <laughs> in anywhere in this conversation is is astounding. And the fact that they're, you know, batting around, you know, you don't want to go to the nuclear option, but they had to go to the nuclear option. And who told them to go to the nuclear option? Was that Dominion? Because there's real problems with using machines that can't be secured or run by, a, a, they just, they can't yeah. be secured. They're just, they're fraudulent machines. And the fact that, you know, I, it took, I, I honestly think it may have taken D.A. Rubenstein and, and his uh, investigator, Struey, uh, what, a full 18 months uh, to start investigating the election fraud in Mesa County. And I don't know how long since the uh, Mesa report, the first Mesa report came out, but for them to look at the video and do and make up some sort of a script or a screenplay to match up, to do a VO of, of the arrows pointing and this is what should be happening and this and that, when nobody can even see what that interface looks like. If they were really serious about this, they should have put, put up 
up a demo version of the software and let people, um, you know, try it, see what they could do with it. Well, and it's show it, us so, the, show us your logs. Show us your logs. Yeah, I mean, there, right? so, they said he, he kept saying user logs. Mm -hmm. Show them. So I want Sean and, and Jeff, I want you guys to weigh in on this. So they said that they came to the conclusions in their investigation that they did because they set up a test environment to recreate what happened. So I, I imagine Dominion had to be involved in that. I don't see Strewy or Rubenstein as able to accomplish that without the support of some technical expertise it sounded to me as though the only technical expertise that was weighed into their investigation was from dominion did i get that right yeah i got a million questions about that did they use the 5.11 systems that they have sequestered did they use the 5.13 were they using a mounted image if they haven't read the manuals who told them how to do it who helped them do it they said they interviewed dominion personnel was it were they sworn i'd like to see those affidavits in fact, mm -hmm. I have a good idea. Let's bring in everybody who says they know something, including Strewy, and put them under oath about what they know and don't know and how they know it and don't know it. All this hand waving in front of the commission with, you know, we investigated, it's all good. It's all good. That's not how anybody with any competence or, or you know, serious credentials or intent does an investigation. Let's see everybody. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. Jeff, you know, some of the claims that Strewey made uh, in and Rubenstein made to explain away uh, the Mesa three report findings. Um, do you have a top three list of lies in that department that that just are not plausible? Because some of these things they said, well, there's human error. And and we talked yesterday and prep for this this interview and it, you know, a lot of what we talked about was that this, a lot of the activities in, found in Mesa 3 could not have been human error. And so... You're forgetting about the time drift. Yeah, the time drift. But, you know, let's talk about the top three things that, that are just not possible, that they claim are by human error. Well, I think you know, the number one would be the thing that they didn't talk about. And that is the very selective copying of some ballots, uh, some batches of ballots uh, from the old database to the new database, uh, it, which is, which is the, the, you know, the central crux of, of why I can say that there is manipulation because they were subjected to reprocessing and, and recounting. Uh, that, that just wasn't, you know, that wasn't even addressed. Uh, you know, the, the second thing that, you know, it, it was, was kind of brought up. Uh, could anyone, and I asked this to anybody who was watching that circus, uh, can anyone say that they could read one single character on any of those screens that they showed? Absolutely not. And that, that, would, that would be a huge thing. And, and, and the second question would be, was, was the DA's office able to read any of those on, or did they simply go to Dominion and say, "What does this mean?" And Dominion says, "Oh, this means that." Oh, good. Well, we'll trust you on that. Uh, and I guess the the, the overall you know, third thing was it, it was the dismissiveness of it. Um, it. It if you're trying to do an actual investigation 
and you're trying to get the bottom of a very, very serious allegation, uh, you, you don't pick one minor point and dismiss your entire, uh, because, you know, that you, you think it's true because Dominion told you, and why would they lie? So, therefore, everything is, uh, you know, you know, therefore, nothing to see here. Yeah, it's, all uh, uh, it's all good. So, I mean, it, it was, it was just replete with, uh, you know, it, it's, the, the, it was very subtle, what they just did. Mm. Um, it was, it was very subtle. Uh, it, it is interesting that, uh, again, the 2.43 missing, the 2 minutes and 43 seconds missing. And we don't know and, why. <laughs> that was what they know. said. We just, we don't yeah. know why. It's no big deal, though. Well, it's totally fine. They've got a motion, detect, you know, a motion detection on there, which maybe they're not, it's not, I guess it's not uh, configured to be able to, if somebody's typing on the keyboard, that's not enough to set off the motion detector. Uh, you know, or is, is Mesa County so poor that they have to, like, save this space by doing that? I, I, it's, it's boggles Well, they did mind. just, they, they did, well, they, they do spend quite a lot of money on Dominion machines, so they might not yeah. have the money well, for effective yeah. cameras. Uh, and then if you noticed, and, you know, because I don't know, I can't, I can't say, but uh, I was watching very carefully for, uh, for time stamps, especially when they were going through what happened in October. And uh, unless I'm, I'm blind, which I do wear glasses, uh, I did not see a timestamp around that two, that critical 2.18 p.m. Uh, when it happened on that uh, October 21st day. Uh, yeah. that was, if I was them and I was trying to prove my case, I think I would have had that 2.18 timestamp in, in 54. You know, 50 uh, font size uh, to show that this happened right whenever my report says it happened. And all that. But but, but it, it doesn't, it, Jeff. And I think that's why at the end of his remarks, Strui, we got this time drift, right? The this this concept of it's not going to match up, but it's not going to match up because these computers are self-contained and they're managing their own time, and there's a drift from the standard the the main com computer to the local Mesa computers. That's a, a yeah, heck of a, yeah. a heck of a um, a way to explain it away. And you said a second ago, if they're trying to prove their case, I don't think that they were trying to prove their case. I think they were trying to disprove your report. Mm -hmm. And so that's what they did. And in that, and I want to talk about um, this with with all of you. In in that, we got some admissions, right? They admitted mm -hmm. to findings in your report, but then explained them away. One of those uh, was this this time drift concept. Another admission is there are two sets of books. And Commissioner mm -hmm. Cody Davis said, you've effectively explained why we had two sets of books. I didn't think they effectively explained it, but I did hear him admit to two sets of books. Yeah, there's there's no explanation. So what if you explain it? There, the fact that there are two sets of books is is it that's the crime there's there's no explanation for it there's no need to explain it there's a real problem there and it breaks laws 
Well, they've got Sandy Brown as an effective scapegoat for that, right? Yeah, that's yeah. that's what their answer was, is that Sandy Brown did it. She shouldn't have done it this way. She should have called Dominion IT. Um, now, Jeff, I think you uh, you came across Sandy Brown's credentials in your work on, on this report specifically and in earlier reports. And what is what is your reaction to, well, it was Sandy Brown. She, she shouldn't have done it that way, but she did it that way, and she should have called Dominion IT instead. Over the last nine months, I've had opportunity to talk both in person and over phone and that with with clerks from all over the country. And while I found the mass majority of them to be to be very good at their jobs and, and very forthright and honest, quite honestly, my opinion, uh, Sandra, was that that she was definitely on the top of the list as far as on the ball. Uh, knowing what she was doing, caring that she was doing a good job, uh, so it, it it would it just shocks me that you know, given my my you know my impression from the numerous talks uh, and her credentials, uh, it, it it just shocks me that uh, that they're scapegoating her in this way, uh, basically piling onto her to try to. Uh, distract from the facts in, in the report number three. Well, it's more, it's a little bit more insidious than that, Jeff. So does everybody remember when Comey came out and said no reasonable prosecutor, when he did the thing that he has no responsibility or authority to do, mm -hmm. right? So it was up to the Department of Justice, to the Attorney General to make a decision about prosecution. It was up to the FBI to provide findings. So in this case, what you had Rubenstein doing was, we don't think that Sandra Brown did this on purpose. So, so they've explained it as, as having been caused by Sandra Brown and then excused themselves from further investigation, including having any kind of technical expertise look at any aspect of it, right? You, I mean, their explanation is how we came up with uh, names for constellations, right? There's, there's the chariot being led across the sky. That's what that star means. That's what we just witnessed. You know, the, the three forensic authors, that was a little nod to Apollo, by the way. The, the, three, the three authors have each of them 40 plus years of experience in cyber. And Inspector Struwe uh, stayed last night at a Holiday Inn Express. That's the, that's the balance. Mm -hmm. Right. They didn't have a single forensic examiner look at the data. They didn't look at the logs. We know they didn't look at the logs because they don't have the logs. The logs were destroyed by Griswold. So, so then he comes up with this imbecile's explanation about the time drift. The time drift could be a lot of things. Is the time drift consistent on all the machines? Does, are there interruptions in any of the log time data, even within the stuff that they saved in election project? I mean, th th this was the, we're not allowed to swear, right? Can I say half-assery? This, this was half-assery. I mean, you just did. That's not really a swear. because It's not really, that, yeah. it, Okay, it if Apollo says it's okay, it's okay. But what, I, I mean, is that. time drift even a term? I've never heard it. I've worked yeah. in tech. Yeah. Okay, it, yeah. Is, a, it, is, a t it is a term. Well, it, it is, but first of all, I, I want to ask Sean this because you know, we all have different experiences. Have, have you ever seen a case where 
someone attempted to prove or disprove internet access, the internet access or, or network access via a time disparity? Do I have? Um, no, that's that's somebody. That's somebody told him that, right? Obviously, yeah. somebody told him that. Yeah. These these systems aren't connected to the internet, and so and you brilliant. can tell because there's a time drift. That's, that's the that's tech support. That's the tech support answer, isn't it? I, I loved the reaction from the room. Apologies, Jeff. I loved the reaction from the room. We know that there's a, an incredible shout out to all the incredible Mesa County Patriots who are in that room. You heard Rubenstein at the beginning say that, that Jeff O'Donnell's statement that was put on his telegram was handed out was handed to him as he walked in the room. That is a huge shout out to Allie, who's out in uh, the Western Slope and <laughs> printed off a bunch of material greatest of all time for handing that to Rubenstein as he walked in the room. Uh, massive shout out to Allie. But yeah, that, that room was full and you could hear it when he said, well, we know that these machines aren't connected to the internet. I know I saw Apollo go, ah, we went in here. <laughs> we're like, ah. and, and certainly everybody in the room as well, because you, you heard it on on the stream. But it was, uh, it, it definitely appeared to me as though he was, you know, a big part of Struey and Rubenstein's investigation, it sounds like, was getting answers from Dominion about what happened. That That's my take. Yeah, they, and they it, wouldn't. Yeah, they wouldn't know Sean. if I was playing Farmville on their smartphone in their pocket right now. That's their level of expertise. And how about how about Rubenstein saying that they were told they could contact o Jeff O'Donnell through uh, Clerk Peters' uh, defense attorneys, and then they just didn't do it. Right? They, they never sent questions. That was it. We, you know, we tried several times to contact him directly after he told us not to contact him directly. We never tried to contact him through the defense attorneys, and then that was it. That's yeah. thorough. That's a thorough investigation. Sean, let me go public with this. Uh, he called my wife out of the blue twice. Uh, because that number was found as being associated with me in a law enforcement database. That is what he said. And uh, I, I'm, I'm actually not very happy about that, as you might imagine. Yeah, did they yeah. ever email you, Jeff? Did they ever email I, any questions for you from Clerk no, Peters' no. defense counsel? No, no questions, no. Um, said I said, in order to stop the harassment of my wife, yeah, it's in order to stop the harassment of my wife. I sent an email that was, I believe he referenced that said, you know, I'm glad you're looking into this, but you're going to have to ask your questions through counsel. And then he did email back uh, trying to entice me to still talk to him outside of that, uh, uh, those proper, proper channels. Um, he really wanted I, you to contact him without counsel. That's how I took oh, that. Yeah. We want yes. we wanted to talk to Jeff without the the legal team that hired him to write the report. We wanted to talk to Jeff without him, without the lawyers being present. He wouldn't let us do that. And so he was uncooperative. That was the sense that I got of what they were saying, but that's horribly unethical. Oh, yeah. yeah, and I th I think this rises to the level of an ethics violation. Absolutely. I mean, I I think Mesa County residents can go uh can go at this guy now for, you know, objective 
ethics violations. This, do they want to be investigated at some point the way they have investigated uh, Tina Peters, uh, Sharona Bishop, uh, now uh, Jeff O'Donnell? I mean, who else is going to be on this list? Yeah, no, it's, this, these are all these are all great questions. I'm just looking through the notes that I that I wrote down here during what was going on. And I, you know, I'm just struck by, we're told again, I said this before the stream, but we're told safest and most secure election in history. We're told that there's nothing to see here, that we're all big liars, that we're all uh, sore losers, that, that there's no evidence uh, that there's anything wrong with these machines. Um, also, there are two sets of books. There's two minutes and 34 seconds missing from the surveillance video, and Dominion IT says everything's fine. Is that, is that, did I get that right? Is that what yeah. everybody else heard? Because that's pretty much how I think that that's the safest and most secure election in history is no matter what happens, you're not allowed to ask questions. That's what they mean by that. Well, Holly brought up, can I just say, Holly brought up the ethics violation. Dan Rubenstein just told the world that he violated Colorado law. Mm -hmm. So he just said, I did not investigate, right? He and Strewey did not investigate the presence of unauthorized software. It's a violation of law. The certification of the systems, despite the presence of the unauthorized software, that's a violation of law. The destruction of election records, that's a violation of law. He has the evidence. He he neglected, he decided not to investigate any of those facts. He lied about those facts. He himself is in violation of his duty under Colorado statute. He is obligated to investigate. Violation of duty, section 113.107, is a statutory violation. He should be investigated right now. In fact, the sheriff in Mesa County should be getting independent investigators to investigate that district attorney. Yep, absolutely. And I that was going to be my next comment um, for everybody Sorry. here, or my next question, is, um, you know, people's blood is boiling. It was boiling before, and it's it's boiling again. What can we do now? I think, obviously, ethics violations have got to be launched. I think... Um, calling for Strewey and uh, Rubenstein to be investigated. I also think, uh, from an independent investigator, I also think the clerks need uh, a thorough checking into. I mean, the fact that they um, re-upped this horribly unpopular Dominion contract in the face of massive public testimony against supporting this and and the willingness of the Mesa County residents to uh, come to another conclusion to help find a solution and then the willingness to pay the extra money to break the contract says something is wrong there. Uh, it, it, there's got to be some sort of vetting here, and I and I also think that uh, communication between um, Struy and uh, Rubenstein and Dominion Tech Support looks like that that should be uh, Corrid yeah. and and thoroughly investigated because this this smells terrible. Yeah, it definitely appears, you know, as I said before, it, we're wondering, are they looking to find the truth or are they looking to debunk the, the report? It looks like to me that they are elbow deep in the cover up. That's yep. what it appears to me. And um, I want to thank all of our 
incredible guests for being here today for this special live stream event. We are out of time, but uh, you know this live stream event was brought to you by my pillow. So if you are looking for a new pair of slippers, if you're looking for a, uh, a throw blanket, the, the cable knit throw blankets make incredible gifts. They're absolutely amazing. And as I say, all <laughs> my pillow products feel and fit so much better when you use code CD21 to uh, to purchase. So head on over, support the show, support the cause, and of course, support Mike Lundell. We are, uh, as I said, we're out of time. And so, um, Apollo, I'm going to throw it to you. But just one more time, I want to thank all of the incredible guests for being here today. Thank you so much. And we are not done with this topic. This is, uh, I think, parts of this were explplosive. And so yeah. we'll definitely be covering it again in the future. Thank you all so much for being here. It was definitely. Ash, do you want to pray with us real quick before, we, before I do the sign-off? Absolutely. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for for giving us this platform and for allowing us to be able to debunk lies in real time as they are coming out of the mouths of people who are trying to control us. We thank you for, for Lord, we just thank you for this incredible, incredible opportunity. We thank you for being the way, the truth, and the life, and for having us be committed to truth. As we say, the greatest privilege that we can have during this time is to be awake and to know what's going on and to see what's going on and to not be deceived by this world and by the father of lies. So Father God, we thank you that we are awake. We ask you to continue to give us the boldness to speak truth during this time. We ask above all else, Lord, that you would help us to remain committed steadfastly in the center of your will and obsessed with bringing about your glory and your kingdom. We love you. We praise you. We say all these things, ask all these things in your precious name, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, as she said, everyone, that is it. Again, thank you, uh, Sean. Thank you, Jeff, Holly, Ash, all of you. Uh, for everyone watching, you have seen another edition in uh, Circus Land, another episode uh, in the reality where, where they will hide everything that they can from you. But we're out of time. And uh we will definitely have some more, as Ash said, on this topic very soon, and I'm sure there's going to be some excellent developments that come out of the circus show that we all just watched. So we went a little early today, but we do go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. We are on Lindell TV, and a shout-out to them as well. We are still live there, so they were gracious enough to keep us on the entire time. Uh, we go live at conservative-daily.com, Rumble DLive, CloudHub, and Frank Speech. Go over there. We still have uh, almost a 1,000 of you on Rumble right now. Please smash the Rumble button. This is a big deal, so please help us spread the message. Uh, you can also find us on Brighteon. There's a link in the description. You can go to the Brighteon store as well uh, with the code that is underneath the show. We're live on Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Go over and give us a five-star review, especially those of you on, on Apple Podcasts and on most of our listener bases there. Uh, again, be an ambassador of truth and share this message. Share the work and the efforts of people like Ash, like Holly, like Jeff, like Sean, and so many others so that people can understand the absolute lies and the deceit that we are seeing out of people that we were fortunate enough to laugh at uh, this afternoon. You can text the word FREEDOM to 89517. We'll send you a text message when we're going to go live so you don't miss important shows like this. And go ahead and use the link in our description. Sign up for the Fax Blast in our email newsletter. We have a lot of important stuff coming out there as well. Uh, you can also follow us on True Social and on Telegram. We're there at Joel Altman, at Conservative Daily, and at Ashton America. 
And uh, I'll drop uh, afterwards in the comments where you can find these amazing people as well. Uh, so that's it. Thank you so much, everyone. Uh, we will be back tonight at 4 p.m. Mountain Time, 6 p.m. Eastern. We'll be on Lindell TV 2 there as well. Uh, but God wins. We are winning. The, the ridiculous that we are seeing now is simply a symptom of the establishment